when you think of gym staples, you've got the squat rack, bench press, resistance bands, and nowadays you've got the old trusty foam roller. Can we see that, boys? There we go. So this piece of high-tech machinery has taken the fitness and sport industry by storm in the gym. Everybody loves jumping on the foam roller before and after exercise, but does it actually help? Like it might feel good, but does it benefit our performance? In today's Triax 180, we're going to discuss the foam roller and its potential impact on performance, whether that's good or bad. Welcome back to the Trice Point channel. Uh, this is our 180 series, of course. So there's a few of these uh, on our YouTube channel and I think also on the podcast forums as well. So if you want to check out some form or some previous episodes of them and you can see when uh, various members of the group have been robbed in debates, even though they've won. So me and the last one in particular, I uh, can go check that out. Also got a lot of um, tutorial videos on YouTube now. There's a few things there from Damo. Uh, Sean has done a couple of plank videos, or he's done one plank video, I should say. Uh, and there's a few other things as well. YoYo's uh, Yo um, MS running as well, so there's plenty of stuff on there, so you can check us out. Uh, subscribe and like too if you get any value out of it. That would really uh, help us out a lot. Also, check out TikTok as well. Um, there's a bit of resurgence on there at the moment, so feel free to do that. As always, I'm joined by Sean Jessamine and Damon Bernarski. Firstly, welcome to you, Sean. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Rob. How are you? You, you look a bit bright there, mate. It's, is everything all right down there or what? Yeah, no, I've just, uh, I've just uh, trundled down to Kmart the other day and bought a ring light. So I can uh, <laughs> I can adjust the settings here. We've got a cool white or a bit of a warm yeah. yellow look. That makes me look a bit orange. So I might just stick to the uh, the nice white light. But yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Okay, there's plenty of discussion points there. And then also, <laughs> welcome to you, Damo. Demo doesn't have a ring light by the looks of it, but uh, nah, it's it, it's the Soviet era over here. I've got a, a lamp here that I can put under my chin and do that, you know. <laughs> it looks like ghost stories, perhaps, there, Demo. <laughs> That's it, mate. Uh, well, how are you, Demo? What's going on? We haven't, we haven't done one of these for a while. What's going on? Oh, been flat out, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've started to pick been, back up. You've been gallivanting across the Western Australia on a few wine trips as well. Oh, yeah, a bit of R&R in between work, yeah. you know. You know how it yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to keep the work life, work life yeah. balanced. That's good. This is, of course, our 180 debate. So today we're talking about foam rolling on performance. So, Sean, if you want to quickly go through what 180 is all about. Yeah, so we take a bit of a contentious topic. Um, two of us will sort of slug it out with uh, one on each side, um, present some arguments. We get three 30-second rounds, and then whoever's not participating uh, adjudicates um, and eventually awards the winner. Beautiful, absolutely. And so today, Damo, what side are you taking on the foam rolling uh, aspect today? I'm pro foam roller today, Rob. So that, oh, all right. So that means Sean's against. Sean always likes to play devil's advocate too. So we'll see how we go. Round one, here we go. Let's get stuck into it. All right, Shawnee. So why would you use a foam roller and why is it good? Um, it's a simple recovery and warm-up tool and it can be applied to any sport. Um, it's been proven to improve flexibility and range of motion and also reduce um, delayed onset muscle soreness. So while it hasn't yet been shown to improve ath athletic performance, it hasn't been shown to 
decrease performance. So in an industry where we're looking for one percenters to get ahead of the pack, why wouldn't you do something um, that won't do any harm but may improve your performance? That's, uh, that's an interesting take there, Damo. Um, from my little uh, research and my understanding of foam rolling, um, yes, foam rolling, it can be um, a tool to improve flexibility, but I think the studies show that it pretty much returns to pre-foam rolling levels about 10 minutes afterwards. So you're actually really getting that much benefit out of it. And you can ask yourself, oh, it's actually not doing any harm, but if you're not, if the perceived benefits aren't actually that great, then why wouldn't you use your time um, either in a warm-up or recovery to do or use some other method that um, has more proven evidence that it's actually going to be beneficial. So either in a warm-up, that could be some dynamic warm-up, um, or in terms of recovery, it could be an active recovery. So you make a good point there, Shawnee, about maximising time. But, you know, if you include the foam rolling into your warm-up um, and then those those benefits that we're talking about, increased flexibility and range of motion, um, so you start your warm-up with some rolling and then go into it, that's going to improve your warm-up. You're going to have greater range of motion, greater flexibility during that warm-up. So it's actually going to assist that um, and then those benefits then can continue on through your warm-up and then into your actual activity. So I think there definitely is a benefit there um, and it's not something that takes too long. It's only sort of, you know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds per muscle site and then you can move on and do that. So you add an extra five minutes to your warm-up um, for improved flexibility and range of motion there in the actual warm-up. I think we can agree to disagree on that. I think that the the amount of benefit you would get from that little extra flexibility or range of motion is um, probably not all that meaningful, in my opinion, anyway. So I think that while it doesn't take that long, you can probably use that time to um, do some other methods in your warm-up that are more beneficial or alternatively you can get stuck into your workout quicker. Um and even if it means that you do some warm-up sets before your big heavy lifts, I think that's going to be more beneficial to your, to your warm-up and to your overall workout than um, rolling on a pipe. Well, well that, was, uh, that was interesting. It was a, a nice little opening round. I think you were both a bit sluggish, to be honest, coming out of the box there. I was a little bit – I was waiting for something like a big heavy-hitting statement. Um, so, Damo, I did like Damo's points where he was very forthright in what he said. The only thing I didn't like was how he said that it might not make you better in terms of athletic performance, but it may won't like make you worse or won't, you know, do any harm. Didn't really like that because I think what Sean then capitalized on was the fact that you could have been doing something that you know would have greater benefit, like a warm up and, and stretching or whatever it might be. And and then that sort of fed into Sean's point about, you know, returning to the pre roll state or whatever it might be in terms of flexibility and range of motion there. So uh, to be honest, the first round, I thought, was a uh, uh, convincing win for Sean. So I'm going to give him the first one, unfortunately, there. Well done, Rob. Thanks, mate. Mm. Yes. Uh, we'll see how we you go. Don't seem, you don't seem happy about that, Rob, that I won that round. No, I'm not. You seem disappointed. I'm trying to mature enough to put my ego aside and, and try to do it fairly. So, yeah. There you go. All right, Dale, right. things, mate. Look, I feel a bit hard done by there, um, seeing as Rob is the foam rolling king of our team, uses it all the time, um, very pro for it. So a uh, bit hard done by that he didn't get on board there. But um, my second argument here is just about the cost effectiveness and how easy it is to actually foam roll. So for a quick run down to your local Kmart, which uh, Shawnee and Rob love, clearly, with their ring lights, 
um, and a $20 investment, you get yourself um, your hands on a great physical preparation and recovery tool. Uh, you can use it for both um, and you're going to have it forever. Like a foam roller, it's not going to break. It doesn't, you don't have to replace it. You've got it once you've got it. Um, and then after that, it's as simple as a five-minute roll before training, as I said, uh, to prepare yourself. And then for recovery, you can sit in front of the TV and watch your favourite reality show like Rob watching maths um, and roll out on it and do your recovery. Now, that's going to add to your um, recovery. As I said in the last point, um, it has been shown to decrease um, DOMS, so delayed onset muscle soreness. So it's such a simple tool. You add that in for 20 bucks to your sleep, nutrition, water, and then you've got four really good pillars of recovery there already, and it's so simple to do. So for me, the the uh, cost effectiveness and ease of actually doing it, why wouldn't you add it to your routine? You go on two arguments at once there, Dame. I think you went for about minute minute and a half on that oh, one. So sorry, Shawnee. I, I don't know. We might have to we might have to cut you off there maybe next time. But um, it's interesting. You talk about the cost effectiveness. That yeah, you go out and you buy a foam roller um for, for 20 bucks or whatever but um if you in terms of recovery you want to do an active recovery that's free and i think you get much more benefit out of an active recovery than you would um than you would a foam roller like i, I don't think that a foam roller is going to make that much of a meaningful difference to your muscle soreness overall particularly when it comes to team sports particularly contact sports i don't think the players um after a hard hard session and even more so after a game are going to want to jump on a foam roller and roll out all those corkies that they they just got i don't think that's going to help at all yeah it's a combination of active recovery and foam rolling though sean you can add that in so it's just adding that extra pillar and again is if you're looking for that one percent difference um you don't have to do it immediately after but delayed onset muscle soreness is in the 48 hours um after exercise so you've got that time frame to do it so Within the first 24, you might do your active recovery and then have a roll the following day. Um, if you've got a corky, you're going to be smart enough not to roll that that area, but you can certainly roll out other areas. So first and foremost, Damo, again, that was actually really good that round. Um, as soon as you started talking about cost and practicality, I immediately agreed with what he was saying in terms of you, you can buy yourself a tool um, you can, pretty cheaply and you can use for a long time and you can do it around the house, which I think is a good uh, point of difference there um, and then obviously it sort of capitalized on his point about you know doing you know doing these things for added benefit um, when you can so I think that was really good um, so I don't really have many issues with Damo's argument and then Sean then spoke about active recovery and doing things that would be uh, better you spoke about active recovery being free which was he thought was better However, I do know that coming into winter, going and doing active recovery down the beach is probably going to be a little bit harder, even though it's free, than probably doing foam rolling uh, in your uh, in the comfort of your warm house. Um, so it, I think Sean's probably led himself down a bit by going down that going down that route, um, particularly coming into winter in Melbourne. So um, in that, unfortunately, or fortunately, in that instance, we're going to have to go with Damo for, for the win there. Just go, just yeah. go to the gym then, or something. Just go, just jump on a bike, like you, and you'll be warm. There's fun rolls at the gym as well. Hey, yeah. There's fun rolls at the gym as well. Yeah, mate, I'm just saying, I'm just calling as I see it, mate. Yeah, right, eh? Uh, uh, would you look at what this? I it's picked? Just... What I picked up from that, Sean, is that uh, Rob gets a little bit soft in in winter. 
All right, so Damo's a little bit on the back foot here. He's just asked me, Shawnee, oh, can you, you know, can you go first? I'm not, I don't, I'm not really prepared at the moment. I'm just like, I'm a bit, a bit flustered, Shawnee. You've just got me on the ropes, and I just need you to go first. So, I guess I'll, uh, I'll kick off round three here. Um, look, foam rolling. A lot of proponents of foam rolling they claim that oh, self myofascial release and all these other fancy words. Well, it doesn't actually alter your, any of your physical structures i've uh, i've crunched the numbers actually and if you want to lengthen or manipulate your fascia for your iliotibial band so just above your knee it takes 925 kilos of force and 420 kilos of force to do the same have the same effects on your plantar fascia so i don't think you're going to get that at all out of foam rolling does nothing to break up scar tissue or any of this other marketing spin that um people try and uh, market and promote foam rollers with look does it potentially have any benefits with recovery and muscle soreness and warm-up and that sort of thing well that's debatable but it certainly doesn't do anything to alter any physical structures yeah you make a good point there shawnee um there has been a big change in the research though to change the the wording of that to not be um self myofascial release because it actually doesn't do that so um, if you look at a lot of the more current research, um, it's not actually using that terminology. It's changed that so because it doesn't actually do that. Um, but again, what it does do, um, and with a bit more research that they're looking at now in the athletic performance space, they're, they're doing more research with more participants to see if there actually is that performance um, improvement. So it definitely does help with um, that flexibility and range of motion with this as we've discussed and the delayed onset muscle soreness so there's there's already components there um, they just need to do more research to find out about the athletic performance so as i said at the start if it's if it's a one percent difference and you're in an event that you know you need that one percent difference what why wouldn't you do that um it might not be significantly different um in a research paper but if that helps you get half a second quicker or jump half a centimeter higher i think it's worth using foam rolling to help you perform a little bit better. Yeah, I agree with getting the extra 1%, but I think you can use that time that you would spend foam rolling to do something that would gain you greater benefit. I don't think that foam rolling has any necessary advantages over a dynamic warm-up or um, using your warm-up sets in, in your workout to get that that extra work. And I think, I think it's the same with like before a game or before a training session. If you can do a bit of extra workout on the field and, you know, get a couple extra sprints in or that sort of thing before before you actually start to perform. I think that's going to prepare you a lot more better than the foam rolling you do beforehand. So, so what would you do in, the, in that five minutes that you can foam roll? So let's say, for example, before a game, um, your footy team, you're in, you're in the sheds before you go out for your run at three-quarter time for a warm-up or before the game. Um, if you're in the sheds, you're just sitting there anyway talking shit, so why wouldn't you just jump on the roller and then when you go out and actually do the, that, what, what would you use instead that you can do in five minutes that would actually improve performance? Well, I think I don't think, I don't think necessarily anything you do is going to directly improve your performance that you do within the rooms. I think you can do some extra movement prep or try and get your body moving um, and that sort of thing. But I think the the benefits of that, no matter what it is, are going to be pretty short-lived, whether that's any type of stretching or mobility work or dynamic movement. I think once it can help you get warm, like help you feel more prepared once you actually do get out on the field to do your on-field warm-up. But I think, I think what you do in the rooms beforehand, I don't think that's going to have any long-lasting benefits. 
Yeah, so it, it's all about that short term. But I'm, I think the, the the beauty of the foam rolling is that you can use it as both a preparation tool and a recovery tool. Um, so it's just something that, you know, if you learn to do properly and you know how to do it, you, you can use it. It's got it's double-edged sword. You've got both both components. You've got your um, your preparation and your recovery. So for something so simple and easy, it would be remiss not to sort of include it. And you may not use it every time, but you certainly could include it and it's a quick, easy sort of inclusion into your preparation and recovery. I think one thing that I, I didn't mention in any of the arguments, but I think that um, anecdotally, um, at least from my, just myself and a few other people that I have spoken to, I think when you first start the foam roll, you you see a lot of benefit because um, it's sort of like a new stimulus to your body and it's it's a bit different and you actually get a lot out of it. But I think after, um, after a period of time, I think the effects of the foam rolling start to wear off and I think your body adapts and adjusts it and it, and it takes a lot of work to um, to get those same benefits. But foam rolling is not something you can necessarily progressively overload. And so I think that your body will eventually get it, get used to it and adapt to the, the stimulus of the rolling. But after a certain amount of time, you don't get that same benefit that you may have gotten at the start. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Um, you, you certainly can't overload it. Um, I, I think from that preparation point of view, but if, if for a recovery sense, like if you are stiff and sore, um, anecdotally myself, I think that I've felt that it can help to just relieve, might be a placebo, but um, there's certainly instances where I think where you're particularly sore or stiff, uh, a roll um, does help. Again, obviously, there's probably need for more research in this area to get a more definitive answer, um, either yes or no. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was, um, yeah, it was. It was good discussion. And it's always a shame, though, that the best discussion seems to happen after the round's finished, which is unfortunate, um, and particularly unfortunate for one member um, of the group here. Um, but like, I did like. First of all, going back to the start of that round about two hours ago. Um, I really liked um, Sean's drive-by of Damo uh, in the off-air stuff. Uh, Damo said, oh, look, mate, I don't really have much going on. And then Sean was like, no worries, I'll go first. And then he immediately knifed Damo by giving, giving him a, a drive-by. So that was And, a and also, can I, can I just add, Shawnee goes, oh, I've done no preparation for this. Then he's pulling out stats about <laughs> newtons and force yeah. that you've got to put through your muscles. So he yeah. really... Yeah. He stabbed me in the yeah. back real good there. It's just disingenuous, absolutely. But uh, I was going to be our next point about Sean. Uh, I did like how he um, used the uh, the stats in terms of the force to manipulate. I think it was the force to manipulate the different yeah. ITB so, fascia. So uh, to get a one percent change in your in your yeah. in the fascia um, with yeah. of your ITB. Yeah. Um, Nine hundred twenty kilos of, of force. I think it was. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, so that's a that's a good sort of. Um, uh, persuasive because that's that. just because that's that's a common sort of foam rolling site that sort of lateral outside yeah. of the leg, yeah. so it's interesting yeah. that yeah. yeah, thanks, Sean. We don't need the extra commentary, mate, but thanks, thanks very much. Um, so yeah, the uh, persuasive, yeah, it was very persuasive. The stats I thought it was very good, showed a bit more preparation than what he'd led on, um, which is always good. 
Uh, there's always one bloke in the class who says they've never stayed for the exam. <laughs> 95%, so, congratulations on that one, Sean. Uh, Damo, although Damo was a bit rattled, actually, to be honest, by, by the, uh, the start of that round, uh, I was too listening to it because I didn't know where Sean was going. Uh, again, he's probably at the 1% there as well, which I agree with. Um, I think Damo's best performance, though, was at the end of that round when he talked about in the rooms, like being in the in the sheds. What else you would do? I think that was a good point there in terms of um, in terms of preparation and in between going out for warm-ups and stuff. Um, however, I did agree with what Sean said in the fact that uh, like that's like it's going to be short-term benefit anyway. So whether it's going to help that much, maybe, maybe not. Um, I think that one uh, one thing Sean could have possibly said as a persuasive sort of retort would have been maybe using resistance bands or something along those lines. Um, as a sort of a, an alternative, maybe um, potentially, if like, if you wanted to um, do something that he thought would be a bit more constructive. Um, but anyway, the the winner today, which gives me absolutely no pleasure to announce, is Sean. Unfortunately, um, look, clearly Sean had done a lot more preparation than what he'd said. So I think we're all blindsided by that. Um, I certainly was, and I'm sure Damo was as well. So it gives me no pleasure. Well done, Rob. Thank you very much. Well done, Shawnee. Yeah. Thanks, Damo. Good, yeah. good to get a win We've on the board well. finally. Yeah. Was that your first win? Yeah, mate. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, because I reckon you knifed me. You yeah. knifed me in like the second or third one. You were going to give me the win, and you're like, oh, you know what? Damo's little uh, last minute hail mary got him over the line. I was like, well, fuck. If that's what we're is that if that's what we're going by, then like, what are we doing? Here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, fair enough. Well done, Sean. Well, no, thanks, Rob. Well done, Damo. Good stuff. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Australia won the America's Cup way back when. Adam Scott won the Masters. And uh, Sean's uh, now won his first 180 debate. So it's been a long time coming. And um, congratulations to him, although it does sort of sting a little bit, even though I was the adjudicator. So well done, Sean. Commiserations to Damo. But uh, obviously the, the foam roller, uh, if you like it and if, it, if you feel it derives uh, benefit for you in your performance and obviously continue to do so. Um, obviously, the, the aim of these debates is to um, show both sides the argument and to hopefully give you a more informed uh, decision as to whether you implement some of the methods we speak about. So that's the most important thing. Uh, and then second to, second to that is making sure Sean doesn't win. So uh, commiserations to you, Damo. The next edition of the 180 will be about core training. So uh, Sean and I have had uh, a previous altercation and run-in in a car park at a local reserve about this <laughs> this training, so it definitely will get heated. So it's not one that you, it's not one you can miss. And I'm sure Damo will have a lot of fun adjudicating that one. So yeah, uh, I think you had a bit of a sunstroke that day, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Actually, if you ever, if you've seen our, some of our content videos, which is a nice segue. Uh, in terms of MAS and yo-yo as well as, well as warm-up videos, then they were filmed all in the one day and it was stifling actually out there at the uh, Ashwood Reserve. So, um, yeah, I was, on my, uh, I was on my last leave. I didn't bring a water bottle. And there's no taps around there, so what was going on there. Um, but, yeah, uh, nice little segue into subscribing and liking our videos on YouTube and, and seeing all the other content on TikTok and uh, Instagram, Facebook and all the, uh, all the above. Um, but from uh, the boys here at Triax on behalf of Damo and Sean, we'll see you next time. Uh, another happy result here at 180.